Acts 1 and then verse 14. In King James, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So to dwell in the secret place, you know the song that we sing? Lovely are your dwelling places. Thirsty I come after you. Jesus, my joy, my reward. Hey, you can only sing such songs when you are close to the Lord and when you love him. And when, when you genuinely are grateful for what he has done for you in your life. I love the Lord with a, with, a, with a passion. And therefore, when I make a mistake, when sin comes, or when you have certain thoughts and things, it, it cripples your heart. Because you know that the one that you love, you are disappointing that one. And so, he that dwells in the secret place, will abide under the shadow. And, to, and I was talking to, to Jason and the other day, and, and Vaughn, and Lionel, and, and Ryan. He was saying that to dwell in someone's shadow, you must be close to them. Because someone's shadow is only is here, and then it's about a feet away. And to abide under the shadow of the Almighty, you have to be close. You can't, you can't be in someone's shadow and you are... And you are far away from him or from her or from that person. Amen. And then verse 14, the Bible says here, because he has set his love on me, therefore will I deliver him. So are we looking for deliverance? We're looking for God to save you from something or from people or a situation. The Bible says not because you have education, not because you come to church every Sunday. It's not because you look like you have everything all together. It's not because you have never sinned in your life. The Bible says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. And then also I will set him on high. So do you see why you are low? You see why we are low? Because we have set our love, we have set our mind on something different other than loving God. And, and the way that you see that you love someone is what you do. Your action speaks louder than your words. Amen? Because he has set his love on me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Wow. So as Kenneth Hagin says, if we, if, we, if we were to close the Bible now and go home, we would be blessed. Just by those scriptures. Hallelujah. So what does it mean to love God? Amen. Amen. To love God is to talk to him. I'm going to give us what it means to love God and then why we must love God. And then I'll be out of here. <laughs> what it means to love God is to talk to him. Amen. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 6, But you when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door. And pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And verse 7. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. Hey, when you, when you love someone like I love my wife, you, you, want, to, you want to talk to them. You want to spend time with them. Amen. You want to know what she likes. You want to know what he or she enjoys. 
Amen. And so if we say that we love the Lord, if we say, every, look, if I were to ask the question here yeah, and they say, do you love God? You will say, of course I love God. What do you think? Why, why do I come to church? You know, but your, your nice clothing, your education, your, all of these things are stuff that we can all see. But your love we cannot see. Your love goes deeper. Your love is a deep thing that you and God have alone. Amen? And so, and so this one is the big one because from loving someone, all the other things, the actions flow. Amen? From loving God, no one tells you to pray. From loving God, no one tells you to give tithes. From loving God, no one tells you what you should wear because you want to impress Him and you want to stand out for the Lord. Amen? And so to talk to him, isn't there a song like that? Um, I, I love talking with you. I love walking with you. I think um, Alpha Ida sings it. How does it go? I love talking with you. And I love walking with you. And I don't know the other words. <laughs> but go and, go, and, go and listen to it. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about something that is, that is deep in your heart. Amen? And, I, and, and this is something that, that I, as a Christian and as a born-again believer, I want to grow in my love for Jesus. Because of what he has done for me, I know what he has done for me, and where he has taken me from, and where he has brought me. Amen? And, and I can love him like that. And number two, to walk with him is to love him. Amen? Look, the Bible says, I don't know if you can put it up there, Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 2, uh, before we get into walking. Ezekiel 2, 2, the, the Bible says um, that, that as, as he spoke to me, it, it, let's do King James, and the Spirit entered into me when he spoke or when he spoke unto me, and he set me on my feet that I heard him that spoke to me. Amen? The Spirit entered into me when I was speaking to him. So, when you speak to someone, you get the spirit of the person and you, you also get some, some similarities of that person. And so when you're speaking to the Lord, don't you think that the spirit of God will enter into you when you are speaking and talking to him? Amen. And, and I'm talking about not just, not just on the surface level. I'm talking about alone time with the Lord Jesus. Like you want to spend time with your wife, like you want to spend time with your husband your beloved, you just want to be alone. You don't want to, I remember when I was courting Kayla, um, that, that, me, that means dating, <laughs> when we were courting each other, and I would come to her house, and then her brother was still small at the time, and we would sit in the lounge, we want to maybe watch a movie, or we just want to talk, but he doesn't discern the moment. You see, so he's always sitting there in our company and in our presence, and I tell Kayla every time, I say, if, if he's here today, I'm, I'm going to say something, but, but I was still fairly new, and, I couldn't, and I, couldn't, I couldn't do that type of thing, but he would sit there the whole day, and, we, and I would say, come, let's, let's take a drive, or, you see, because you just, you just want to be alone with a person, you just want to wanna, wanna chat to them and speak to them, amen, and, and so, so when, we, when we have our relationship with the Lord, and, and you say you love him, but you are never alone with him, I doubt how strong and how deep the love is. Amen? And so tell your neighbor, I want to talk with the Lord. And I want to speak to him. Amen. Number two is walking with, with Jesus. 
Amen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, the Bible says here that, that the path of the righteous is like a shining light that shines more and more until the perfect day. The, the New American Standard says, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. So if you are a righteous person, the path that you are walking in needs to shine brighter and brighter all the time. It means you need to progress. And the only way you progress is to walk with the Lord Jesus. Amen? Walking with Him, it shines bright. What does the full day mean? It means until you die. Until they dig a hole six feet and we bury you, you should keep shining all the time, all the time. Amen? The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. You see, when the sun comes up, it's... it's um, it's still dark, but it gets brighter and brighter all the time as it rises, until it sets, until the day is finished. And so your life as a believer, your walk with the Lord, should shine brighter and brighter and brighter until the day that, 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 that we say, well done, good and faithful servant. I think of, of Sister Ida. I think of Sister Susan. I think of some other people that were here, Brother Leon. People that mean so much to me in my life, and, and, and I will see them shining brighter and brighter and brighter until their last time, their last days. Amen? Sister Ida, even on, on her deathbed, very frail, but still praying, and still, and still wanting to be in the church, and still wanting to ask, how is the pastor? And how, so you can't not shine, and you can't progress in your Christianity and, and go nowhere slowly with the Lord. But you need to walk with him. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 that you must walk in a manner worthy of the call that is, that is on your life. Amen. How many of you know that you are called? If, look, if you are saved, that you are called. You are called to something, to do something for the Lord. You must just walk in your calling. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner. There is a manner of walking. There is a way that you must walk. There is, there is a walk that is according to the world, and then there is a walk that is according to God. But you see, who are you walking close to? You must walk close to the Lord. And walking close to Him is loving Him and loving to be in His presence. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. And then, number three, what is it to love God is to desire His presence. Amen. Amen. I, I, I shared a, a, a word or a, a, uh, a series at youth called Atmosphere. And, and, I, and I was telling them, I, I read the scripture to them, Isaiah chapter 63, verse 3, in King James. I said, look, take, take, take your mind off of trying to logically think of something. And just tell yourself that I am a tree. <laughs> they had the same response as Jason, that they laughed. Say, so just tell yourself that I am a tree planted in the house of the Lord. And then I told them also, tell yourself that you are a garden. You are a garden that needs to be watered. Amen. So Isaiah, I have trodden the wine press alone and of the people. There was none with me, for I will tread them in my anger and trample them in my fury. Isaiah 61, sorry, 61. Isaiah 61, verse 3. Yeah, so where are we going now? 
<laughs> Amen. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. Hey, is your, are you a bit ashy this morning? They asked Nigel for a nice cream for the ashes. Some, some beauty for the ashes. You, you, you know I'm talking about that, that elbow and that knees. <laughs> give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. God can take away heaviness. The Lord can take away ashiness. The Lord can take away dullness in your life and give you joy and the oil that, that makes your face shine. Amen. But you see, the, the love for God must be deeply rooted in our hearts. Loving God is the big one. The big commandment that will, that will help you to transform your life. Amen. Because from loving God flows everything. Hallelujah. Amen. If I, if I don't love my wife and I make her tea and things and from a place of hatred and the tea won't taste nice. You see, but when you're working, because you, you can work for God, you can, you can be an usher. You can be, I almost said an usher. You can be an... <laughs> the, the, the Garden Village people will know what the ushers is. Hey, the people with masks and stuff and very, very, very uh, scary guys. They, they, you would see them come from, and you run home. Me and Nicholas run home from the field, and hey, it was, it was, no, it was scary. Amen. Be delivered from the spirit of, of ushers. I said, you can be an usher, you can be preaching, you can be singing, you can be doing all sorts of things. But you see, no one sees your love. No, because you can do all of this without loving God. And, and, and the, the impact that you have won't be so much. Amen? And so the Bible says here, the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. And so what I'm saying is desiring the presence of God, you need to be, a tree can only be planted in a type of atmosphere, in a type of presence and a type of environment that is conducive to fruit bearing. Amen? And so if you are a garden, then what is, what is planted in you and what is sown into your life, the soil must be conducive for, for fruit bearing. Amen? And, and so to love God is to desire the environment that God dwells in. To desire the, the, the presence where you are listening to music, listening to pastors preaching, listening to wonderful songs that brings you into His presence. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Amen. So very quickly, why must we love God? Number one, because Jesus said it is the greatest commandment. <laughs> Matthew chapter 22, 36. They, they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, you will love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. With all thy heart means you love him from a deep place. With all thy soul means you love him with emotion. Sometimes you cry. Sometimes you shout. Sometimes you, you, you fall on your knees. Amen? And then to love him with your mind means it just makes logical sense to love God. One plus one equals two, not 11. One plus one equals two. And then the Bible says, the Bible says that you love your Lord with your mind means it just makes sense. Amen? So it is the greatest commandment to love. Certain questions the Lord didn't answer, like 
why um, I, I listened to, to Bishop Dak preaching about this a while ago when he was in Cape Town. And, and he said certain questions Jesus didn't answer, like why is David called a man after God's heart? We will, we will answer the question until he comes. Because some will say because of the Psalms that he wrote. Some will say because he killed a lion or a bear when they wanted to. You know, some, some would say all sorts of things, but it wasn't clear. But this one, Jesus answered himself, and he made clear that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. Amen? And then number two, why must we love God? Because love never fails. Wow. First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8. This is a powerful scripture. And I have two more points, and then we're going to pray. Lord, help me to love you and to grow deeper and deeper in love with you. Amen? The Bible says here, love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, isn't prophecy great? Jamie, I see a bowl of soup. And I see some meat in the soup. The meat in the soup is your new job. And the soup around it is, is, is just the thoughts of the enemy trying to sink your dream. Isn't it powerful? Prophecy. But it says, prophecy will be done away with. It will vanish. And it says, but if they are tongues, you can pray in tongues all day long until you're blue in the face. But if you don't love the Lord, what, what will it profit you praying in tongues for tw 24 hours. They say, tongues, it will cease. And if there is knowledge, you know kenneth. Kenneth is knowledge, isn't it? In, you know, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so if there is knowledge, you know about Scripture, you know about Jesus, you know all the Scriptures on the anointing, if there is, it will be done away with. But you see on top, love, it never fails. So loving God is the big, big, big one. Because you can have tongues, you can have prophecy, you can preach, you can have knowledge, but the love of Christ, that is the big one. Love never fails. Amen. And that's why we must love God, because love never fails. The economy will fail, your education, your money, your money will dry up. Your, your health will fail. We've seen in the time of COVID how quickly you can die. Quickly, you are here today and you are gone tomorrow. So you see, everything on the surface, you look nice, but what is your level of love for Jesus? The, if, if you look at our pastor, you, you will see that he really loves God. He really loves the Lord with all his heart. And that's why you, you, we, you, we are judged not by what you say, but by what you do. That shows your love for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The next one, why must we love God? Because the love of God constrains us. 2 Corinthians 5.14, the Bible says, For the love of Christ constrains us. In other words, it guides us. The love of Christ directs us. The love of Christ directs you in how to use your money. In the way you give your money. Because the Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So where, where does your money flow? You don't have to answer the question, but where does your money flow? More into movies, more into, into clothing, 
Your money flows into a new pair of shoes every month. I mean, it's fine if you can afford it. It's fine if you, your money flows into, into the stocks, into, into what we've learned at young adults about, about uh, asset classes, equity, property, bonds, and what else? What's the last one? Something. But where does your money flow? You see, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. How much does your money flow in the house of the Lord, that, the God that you say that you love? Does your money flow into the house of the Lord? And, and so the love of, of Christ will constrain you from where you use your money. The love of Christ constrains you from buying that dress that is too short. Your, the love of God constrains you into going to a place that you should not go. And so if you love the Lord, the, um, um, Bishop Dagoso has a book and a camp called If You Love the Lord. So if you love God, the love of Christ will constrain you. The love of Christ will, will, will constrain. I, th- I think Denver won't mind me saying, he shared a wonderful testimony on Wednesday. He said the old Denver, they were playing soccer, and I'm, I'm, I'm really ending now. He, 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 they were playing soccer, and, and the, these guys always um, want to have their way you know, on, on the soccer pitch. Some of the guys, and then they were playing first, and the guys came, and, and he said he had something in him that he said, I want to fight now. You know, He's going, he's going, to, he's going to really... Because, you know, the old Denver is a quiet Denver. <laughs> he, said he's, he, will, he said he will take, and, and he said, I know that I will beat him up. He said, because he's strong. He's, he said, but, but he said that his brother, MLP, I think, came. And he said, no, Denver, that's not how we do things. And, 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 and he shared that with us. He said, it was so wonderful that when Pastor said, your brother has your back. You see, so, so his brother could, could, could pull him back into a place of where Christ constrains him. See, so he didn't, he didn't beat the guys up. <laughs> you see, so, so that's what I'm talking about. You, you wanted to act out and to lash out in a certain way. You want to do certain things that is not from God. And so the love of Christ constrains you. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says, I mean, the, the last point, why must we love God is because he sent his son. He sent his son to save us from our sins. John chapter 3 verse 16. Wow. John chapter 3. I think this is, this is the main reason why we must love God. It's because he sent his son. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Amen. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Matthew 1 verse 21. And this, this is one of the reasons, another reason why we must love the Lord. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The Lord Jesus came to save us from our sins. And it only makes sense that we should love him until the day that we die. Amen? Loving God and loving Jesus, it is the big and the great commandments. Hallelujah. Let us stand and we're going to pray for five minutes. You pray for five minutes for for Christ, for the love of God to to really build up in our hearts. Amen? Do we have a song to play in the background? So we pray for five minutes. Hallelujah.
Jesus said you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love never fails. Love never fails. Loving Jesus, loving God. Amen. Do we have a song? And once the song starts, then we can pray. We're going to pray, Lord, help me to love you. Help me to grow in my love for you. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, lift your hearts, lift your hands, lift your hearts and say, Lord, help me to love you. Oh, yes, our worship. Jesus, my closest friend. Jesus, lover of my soul. Oh, Lord, forgive us for not loving you, for loving your gifts more than loving you. Because he has set his love on me, therefore I will deliver him. Three more minutes, three more minutes. Oh, Lord, help us to love you. Falling deeper and deeper in love with Jesus. Falling deeper and deeper in love with God. Oh, receive a fresh anointing from the Lord. Receive the love of Christ. Oh, we love you, Lord. We want to love you and grow deeper and deeper in love with you. Shana la makoya rabba bundo, re na la bama bara bushoto. Two more minutes. Koya rabba 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 rabba. Rasheka yabako, rasheka yabako. Landa lebekena, la la lebekena. Landa la bakoya rabba 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 bundo. Ha rabba shoto rabba mama. Oh rabba 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 bundo. Ashanda la bakoya rabba mama. Oh, 
One more minute. The Bible says, for the eyes of the Lord moves to and fro, seeking after a heart that is strongly after him, that he may strongly support that heart. Lord, I pray that you will find hearts that love you. I pray, Lord, that you will find hearts that are after you, that our hearts are constrained, that our hearts are washed in your blood, that you will find us worthy of your love, that you will see how deep we love you, not on the surface, but within and bless us, strongly support us. Thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit. And thank you, Jesus, for this word that you have reminded us to love you deeply. It's not about our education. It's not about our knowledge. Because knowledge will fade. Tongues will fade. Prophecies will fade away. But love never fails. Love is the greatest one. Faith, hope, and love, these three remain. But the greatest of these is love. We love you, Lord. We want to say we love you. We don't just love your gifts. We don't just love what you can give us. We don't lust after you for what you have given us. But we just love you for saving us. And Lord, we love you for dying for our sins. We, we will never see hell because of what you have done for us. And we love you for it. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Amen.